of the Gospel of Luke, Gospel according to Luke, the ninth chapter, verse 62. Luke 9:62. And it reads, reading from the New King James Version, but Jesus said to him, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. Amen. A rhinoceros in the church house. A rhinoceros a rhinoceros in the church house. Amen. Somebody said last week he was talking about frogs. <laughs> now we're talking about rhinoceros. Amen. You know, nature has a way. Nature has a way of teaching us some lessons about God. You don't have to look too far. You don't have to look too far in nature and you can see the beautiful, the wondrous blessings and, and, and magnificence of God. Amen. Today we're going to deal with a rhinoceros in the church house. Amen. 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 Somebody say he's going to talk about a rhinoceros. <laughs> in the African jungle, the second largest animal in the world is the rhinoceros. Is second only to the elephant. See, the white rhino is actually the second largest, but the, uh, while the black rhino is the third largest mammal in the world, amen? The black rhino stand, can stand about five and a half feet at the shoulder, at the shoulder. He's about 10 feet long and weighs up to 3,500 pounds, amen? He's a big boy. The rhinoceros gets his name from the Greek rhino, which means nose, and seros, which means horn. So he is a horned nose. Horned nose, amen? Their skin is thick and, and layered, with, and, that, and that protects them from thorns and sharp grasses. Now, they have terrible eyesight, and they rely on their hearing and their smell, uh, which is, you know, quite good. But there are some lessons that Christians can draw from the rhino. Amen. In our text here, in our text here, Jesus teaches the cost of discipleship. In the text, we actually see three disciples. The first disciple is the precipitate disciple the precipitate disciple he is hasty and 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 impulsive and and he didn't really think about what he was saying when he said to Jesus in Matthew uh, the chapter 8 verse 19 it says and there was a certain scribe a Jewish recorder if you would who was well versed in law and he said father I, master teacher I will follow you Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. But this was the the, the uh, uh, uh disciple. See, the, the, the thing about him is he was no doubt present 
when Jesus was, was preaching and he got caught up in the message one day and he was ready to run with Jesus without counting up the cost. Amen. He was, he was, he was ready, but he didn't really, you know, he got caught up. You know how we get caught up sometimes. Oh man, I'm just going to join that crew. But he didn't count up the cost. So he was the first disciple. And then uh, the second disciple was the procrastinating disciple. So he had the, I will do it, but, but first attitude. I will do it, but first I got to do this attitude. Amen. And, 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 and Luke, for, uh, the 59th uh, verse there, in the 59th verse, he said, Jesus said, follow me. Follow me. Now, now the thing about this, this, this disciple, he didn't just want him to follow me, but he, he wanted him to also to follow him and to preach. He wanted them to follow him and also to preach. Amen. Uh, and, he, and he said, well, Lord, I, I will, but see, there, there, there's a difficulty in the way that, uh, that you know, he, he had some difficulties at home. And, and right now, just now, he said, I got some difficulties. I got some things I got to take care of. He, in fact, he said, I, I need to bury my father. I will, Lord, but I, first I need to bury my father. Amen. But as soon as I bury my father, as soon as I take care of that, then I'm yours. That's that procrastinating Christian. The reason why we know he's procrastinating, because first of all, his father wasn't dead. His father wasn't dead. And the reason why we know his father wasn't dead, because uh, according to Jewish practice, if, if his father had died, they would have to bury him on the same day of his death. And if he had already died, he wouldn't have been there talking to Jesus. He would, been, he would have been handling his business, amen, and making sure his father was buried. But what he was really saying is uh, probably he had an aged, you know, older father who he was saying, well, some, some, sometime in the future he's going to die, and when I, take, when I bury him, then I'll come and follow you. He was procrastinating, procrastinating. I, I, I have that, I have that, he had that, I, I, I will do it now, but, you know, I got something else pressing that I need to take care of, amen. I'll get to it. Amen. Uh, he, he, and, the, and the thing about it is, he probably had that father that, that he wanted to take care of. But, but Jesus said, I want you to follow me and preach for me. Now, he didn't say you didn't, couldn't go back and take care of your business if, after your father died. Amen. So that, then you had the hesitant disciple. The hesitant disciple, he was nervous and undecided. Amen. Jesus said, told him to follow me. Now, he, now, come to think about it, he was probably a mama's boy. Amen. See, because he said, that when Jesus told him, come follow me, he said, he said, well, I need to go home and say farewell to my family first. We'll see what he was really saying is, see, Lord, I want to follow you, but I'm, I'm not ready to leave mama yet. In, in, in his case, Jesus knew that once he turned back and went back and get some of mama's cooking and some of the biscuits and gravy and everything like that, that he's not coming back to Jesus. He's not coming back to Jesus. You know how that is. The problem with the uh, precipitate uh, uh, disciple and the, and was that he had the enthusiasm for the moment, but not enough to sustain him. Amen. Jesus warned him that the Son of Man didn't even have a place to lay his head, and 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 uh, the precipitate uh, 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 disciple like, well, you know, I'm, I'm ready, but he didn't count up that cost. The, pro the procrastination, uh, the procrastinating, excuse me, disciple wanted to follow, but he said, not today. Amen. The uh, hesitant disciple was looking back where he used to be, amen, where he was comfortable and not looking ahead. So we can learn from these three disciples. But here's the thing. Jesus 
was demonstrating the seriousness of commitment to him. Amen. He was demonstrating the seriousness of commitment. Somebody say commitment. He said, putting your hand to the plow and looking back is not good. Putting your hand to the plow means you are engaging in the task at hand. Looking back makes it difficult to plow straight furrows or, or grooves. Amen. If, if you are, if you following a plow, if you were plowing the, the earth, amen, if you got your plow, you know, back then they didn't have tractors. They had a plow, you know, that may have a single blade, a couple of blades, whatever, and they followed the mule way. If you got to look straight ahead in order for you to make those grooves straight. If you're looking back, they're not going to be straight, amen? So that's why I saying a man having his hand on the plow and looking back is not fit for the kingdom. So what Jesus is really looking for is a rhinoceros in the church house. Okay, Pastor, what are you talking about? A rhinoceros in the church house. The rhinoceros is not the smartest animal in, in, in the jungle, but he is single-minded. Y'all didn't hear me. He's not the smartest animal in the jungle, but he is single-minded. See, when the rhino perceives an object, he makes a decision to charge. Amen. He, he puts everything he has uh, uh, into that charge. In other words, the choir said he's all in. Come on, somebody. When he decides that he's going to do that thing, that he's going to charge after that thing, he's all in. He's committed to the charge. Amen. As Christians, we need to all be committed to the task at hand in the kingdom of God. Like the rhino, uh, amen, we need to put everything we have into the service of our Lord. If you decide you're going to do it, you need to do it. Amen. As a Christian, uh, amen, we need to be all in. Come on, somebody say all in. All in. Amen. Uh, uh, like the rhino, amen, when the rhino charges, he keeps on charging until that thing he's after is either flattened or has gotten too fast and got away from him. Amen. But he's going to keep on going until he either can't see it anymore because you know, he doesn't have good eyesight, amen, or he's already flattened it. So we need to be like the rhino, like the rhino, like the rhino, amen. To be fit for the kingdom, you must keep charging until the work is done. I wish I had somebody. Keep on charging until the work is done. Is that right? Be single-minded, be, 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 be committed, be committed. That's, that's what the rhino does. That's what the rhino does, amen. We need to be like the rhinoceros. Look at somebody say, be like a rhinoceros. <laughs> the rhino doesn't see well. I said that, right? But he depends on his other senses. Just like we, ought to, we, we don't see well, but we ought to depend on our what? Faith. Not by sight, but what? By faith. We walk, not by, we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. The rhino doesn't need to see clearly. He doesn't, he doesn't need to see uh, to clearly see the prizes up here, but he just keeps on charging. He keeps on charging. He still charges forward. He doesn't have to see it clearly. He knows it's up ahead. He's just going to keep charging until he gets to the prize. Y'all didn't hear me. The rhino charges forward until he gets to the prize. He keeps on going. He keeps on going until he gets the prize. Y'all didn't hear me. The Bible teaches us not to depend on our faith, but to, not to depend on our sight, but to depend on our faith. And when the rhino has committed himself to the charge, he continues until he has, he has that thing secured, until he makes his 
the thing that he's looking for. He just keeps going forward. Somebody say, keep going forward, Rhino. Come on, somebody. So what am I trying to say? A rhinoceros in the church house. When committing yourself to the kingdom of God, you need to dismiss, dismiss all other considerations. Anything that's going to keep you from doing your job. I'm not saying you can't do anything else. What I'm trying to say is if whatever it is you committed yourself to do for God, you need to do that thing. You ought not let anything else keep you from serving God. You ought not let anything else keep you from the task that you said you're going to do for God. When you make a promise to God to serve him, you need to serve him in whatever capacity it is. You need to keep on charging forward. Keep on running forward despite what's going on around you. Just be like that rhinoceros and keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Amen. Until the thing is done. That's what I'm talking about, rhinoceros in the church house. Amen. When committing yourself, uh, you, you need to quit worrying about all the other things that's, that's taking you away from him. In other words, you need to abandon all your other uh, activities that takes you away from that thing and be single-minded like the rhino when you're working for God. The rhino is single-minded, single, and, and, and he has that single-mindedness. He, he has that single-mindedness that he's determined, I'm going to reach that goal. When he sets out the charge, he's determined, I'm going to get that thing that I'm trying to charge after. Amen? He doesn't get swayed one way till he's going to keep going until he meets what he needs. Am I right about it? Remember I told you the rhino has thick, has thick skin, right? The rhino has a thick layer of skin, and it's, it's, not really, it's not easily offended by the thorns and the thistles. Come on, somebody. You ought to be like the rhino and have some thick skin, amen? You know, sometimes we set out on our journey for God, and somebody just needs to sit, sit, whisper at us, sneeze at us, and we get offended. Come on, somebody. The rhino has thick layered skin. It's not easily offended by the thorns and thistles. Amen. We ought not let the criticisms and the slanderous words deter our commitment to Christ. Amen. Uh, you know, he was called everything. Jesus himself was called everything but a child of God. He didn't quit. He didn't quit. You know, but we ready to quit. You no, know, soon somebody, somebody says something to him, we get offended. We want to quit. I'll quit. They said something about me. We need to have the thick skin of the rhino. Come on, somebody. Even with his thick skin, listen to me. Even with his thick skin, the rhino appreciates and depends on the fellowship of the tick birds and the egrets that eat away the parasites that could harm him. Amen. Even with his thick skin, he still depends on the fellowship of those around him, the tick birds and, and the egrets that, that, will, that will eat the parasites that they can harm. In other words, we need to learn the fellowship and lean on each other for the health of the kingdom. Even when you thick skin, you still need to have somebody there to say, you know, to got your back. Somebody there to watch over you. Somebody there who, 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 who will stand in the gap for you. Amen. That's what the egret and the, and the tick bird does. Amen. It, 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 as, as big as that rhino is, amen, he can get some parasites on his skin that he can't reach. He can get some, he can get some ticks on his back that he can't get. But he got, a, he got a partnership. He has a fellowship with the birds that come. Amen. The little birds. They come and take those ticks and, and, and things off his back. Amen. We can learn from the rhinoceros. We got to have fellowship with one another because you, you know, as much as you think, as big and strong as you think you are, you can't always get those little parasites. Come on now, come on now. Just biting at you. Come on, somebody. Are y'all with me? 
the rhinoceros in the church house. See, the rhinoceros may, be, may not be the model animal, but the one thing we do know about him, amen, uh, he's good at what he does. He may not be the model animal, but he's, when he charges, he's good at it. Come on, somebody. When he sets his mind on that thing, he's good at it. When he sets his, his, his mind on the thing he wants to accomplish, he, he, is, he keeps going. He may not be the model animal, but he's somebody we can pattern ourselves out of. He may not be the prettiest, but when he sets his sight on what he's going to get after, he goes after it, amen. You need to go after God. You need to go after that thing for God, just like the rhino. I wish I had somebody. A rhinoceros in the church house must continue to charge. Am I right about it? Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind me, reaching toward those things which are ahead, I press toward the mark. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The rhinoceros needs to keep on pressing. Be like that rhinoceros and keep on charging. Be like that rhinoceros and stay committed. Don't get easily swayed. If you set your hope on God, stick with it. If you set your faith in God, stick with it. If you tell God, I'm going to do this, do it. Amen. Don't let somebody else talk about you and get you off track. Be like that rhinoceros and keep on charging. Put your head down and your nose to the grind and keep going forward. Don't let, don't be swayed by the dust around you. Keep on going. Keep on charging. Keep moving forward. Depend on the fellowship of the others. They can help you get through it by making sure you're not harmed. In other words, you ought to have each other's back. Because what I can't see, maybe you can see it. But you're not seeing it to do anything but to help me to get through it. I'm so glad God wants me to be a rhinoceros in the church house. And he's telling me, keep on charging. Keep on going. Don't stop. Don't let anybody take you off your duty. Keep on serving when you don't feel like it. Keep doing it. He said, preach in season and out of season. Walk and keep on walking. Run and don't faint. He said, keep on going. Be like that rhinoceros in the church house. Somebody else say, charge. I'm going to charge right now. I'm going to charge so that the devil can't stop me. I'm going to charge so that nothing can block me. I'm going to charge and not worry about any obstacle in my way. If I have to go through it, God will take me through it. If I have to go around it, God will take me around it. If I have to go under it, God will take me under it. But one thing I know, if I keep going forward, God's going to move with me. God's going to be with me. Jesus said, except you put your hand on the plow and look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. I'm going to keep my focus on God. I'm going to keep looking forward. There's nothing back behind me. Whatever's behind me is behind me. And one thing I'm going to tell Satan, get thee behind me, Satan, because I'm going forward. You can't block my way. You can't stop me. You can't block me. I wish I had somebody 
decide I'm going to be a rhinoceros and moving through this world. A rhinoceros in the church house, which means I'm going to take my charge. The charge I have, the charge I keep, the charge that came from God. He charged me to serve him and I'm going to serve him all the days of my life. He charged me to honor him. I'm going to honor him all the days of my life. He charged you to do what you do, and you need to continue to do it. Be like the rhinoceros and keep on going till you can't go no more. Keep on going till you reach your pride. And when you reach your pride, you'll know it because you'll hear Jesus say, Servant, servant, well done. Can I tell you about one more person that was like a rhinoceros in the church house? His name was Jesus. He came to, to die on the cross. It was a heinous death. It was a terrible death. But he kept on going. When it made him go up Golgotha's hill, he kept on going. He fell to his knees a few times. But he got up and kept on going. The, the, cross, the cross got heavy. They got somebody to help him. And he kept on going. They laid him down. They put nails in his hands. They spiked his feet. They lifted him up. But he kept on going. He said, if I, even if I be lifted up, I draw all men unto me. The thief on his left hand said, why don't you come down if you got all power? But Jesus kept on going. He stayed there up on that cross. That even when everybody looked up at him, he gave up the ghost. He died on that cross, but he kept on going. Even death couldn't stop him. They laid him in a borrowed tomb. Stayed there all night Friday night. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all night Saturday night. But early, early Sunday morning, he got up. He kept on going. He charged on up until the heights of heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And that's why I want to be with him one day. I'm going to be like that rhinoceros. I'm going to keep my sight on him and I'm going to charge him until I get there. I'm going to stay committed until I get there. I'm going to stay firm until I get there. And when I think about all the things he's done for me, when I look over my life, how he set me free, I can't help but say, yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't he do it? Didn't he do it? Everything I need, he did it for me. Everything I am, he gave me. Everything, everything, everything. Everything, everything, I don't know about you, I don't know about you, but when I look over my life and see what he's done for me, when I think about Jesus, what he's done for me, when I think about Jesus, how he set me free.